And when you decide you need to, you think about it, we rant about it. Let's see what's live on Facebook. And a hearty good afternoon, everybody. David Solomon here flying solo today. Unfortunately, my good buddy Stuart is on assignment, and it's too bad because I wanted to publicly wish him a happy birthday. It was his birthday yesterday, turning the ripe old age of 51. And anyways, I'm, we're all excited for him and uh, certainly hoping, wishing him much success, health and happiness to everybody else. Happy spring, by the way. Hope you had a good one. But I don't know if you've had a really good one because over the last couple of weeks, we have seen this incredible show that is divisive politics. And we're not talking about just, you know, everybody says to me, David, it's been around forever. It's always been about conflict. All leaders love to create divisiveness. They talk about unity, but they really want to divide. Because if you ever watch an election campaign, if you ever watch people in action, what they're saying is, never why you should vote for me, it's why you shouldn't vote for the other one. Right? They're this, they're that, they're anti this, they're pro that. They want to do this to you. They want to do that to you. But do they ever talk about themselves? And the answer is, well, we're not really listening to it anymore. It doesn't matter if my policies are whatever they are. And we've seen people get elected. And we're like, I don't understand how they ever got elected. They are the biggest pots in the world. And yet there they are sitting in a position of power. And the reason is, is because we haven't really, really paid attention. So let's just go back into recent history and let's just talk about the American election that just happened only a matter of, you know, November of 2020, not even two years ago. And Joe Biden wins the election. And all through the campaign, Joe Biden, all Biden was talking about is the extremism, the racism, the divisive, you know, politics that Donald Trump put into place and he listed them off and on and on and thank you to the media for continuing to list them on and on and on and on about how bad and how divisive and this that and the next thing Joe Biden in his inaugural address talks about how he's going to unify the United States he's going to bring the right and the left together he's going to make it in such a way that you and I and everybody whoever lives in the United States we're going to come together as one that we're going to set aside our differences to working to make America a better place. Justin Trudeau sitting here in Canada going, <laughs> yeah, that works, right? Because I just went through an election with a guy named Andrew Scheer, and man, did I catch this guy. Same thing. But the reality is that the leaders know that they're just BSing the population because the fact is that unity, harmony, happiness isn't good. <laughs> I know that sounds absurd, but your happiness, my happiness, matters not. In fact, it's the opposite. They want hate, disharmony. They want you to be angry at the other side so that you could vote for them. And so here we are in 2022. And only in the last week or so did we show proof positive of how divisive politics can really, really work. So we've seen right now that the Supreme Court, we saw what happened with Roe v. Wade. We see the reaction of the population. We see it. We see how people have come out and, and, and shown that either you're pro-women 
or you're against women. Imagine that. So if I don't agree with abortion, if I think that abortion in certain circumstances is wrong, I'm anti-woman. No, I'm not. I just don't believe in abortion as a form of birth control. That's my personal feelings. The laws are different. But in this case, the Biden administration, Democratic leaders, far-left activists, you name it, aren't letting you go there. What they're saying is either you give a woman a choice or you're anti-women. And therefore, the conservatives, Catholics, all those extremists are anti-women. Divisive remarks, which are far from true. But why should it matter? It doesn't make a difference. But the administration here has picked up on something going, oh, we have ourselves a really juicy thing here. We're about to lose the midterms. And here's a great opportunity to take back votes to show Republicans, conservatives, Catholics, you name it, as anti-women, anti-pro-choice, anti-anti-anti. Oh, come on, enough is enough. So when last weekend, sorry, last week, when you got, I mean, this is fascinating, right? Protesters putting on websites the addresses of Judge Kavanaugh and other justices, they went to their homes to protest. Imagine that, putting their addresses online and <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. It really matters not what we do with it, right? Far left activists are targeting politicians, their homes. It's a new tactic. It's acceptable. And when the Biden administration was asked, do you condone this? Jen Psaki avoided the question. This works. This tactic works. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Biden earlier today realized, or maybe someone in his administration says, oh, this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Now, listen, the reality is, is that the left does this, the right does this. I am not suggesting that this is a left-only tactic. I'm not suggesting that only Democrats do it. We've seen... We see right-wing conservatives doing it. We see the left-wing. I'm just bringing to the table what we're seeing today. You know, it's funny because here's the story that you keep hearing is that when it comes up to Roe v. Wade, if you are again, you know, a woman should have a right to choose with her body, but when it comes to COVID, nope, the government makes the choice. And the conservatives flip it by saying, women should not have, there shouldn't be the choice, but leave my body, my body. I mean, it's just hysterical. So I'm not suggesting one side is right and one side is wrong. I'm just putting together what's been happening here on the table. The thing that upset me and aggravated me the most this past week was the following, that Joe Biden has decided that MAGA supporters are the most extreme in recent history. That's right, that if you are May um, you know, make America great supporter. You're the most extreme. Do you know what that means? That means that the Amer that that Americans today, who are who voted for let's say Donald Trump, or let's say in other places. Do you understand what that means? That you're saying that 72 million Americans are extremists. What a lot of crap. And this is what pisses me off. This is the, the man who stood at his inauguration on January of 2021 and said, let's unite America 
and he turned around and alienated 72 million Americans by claiming that they're the most extreme in recent history. Come on. Then let's go even further. His claim is first we go after abortionists, then we go after LGBTQ children, that they could be the next target. In what world is this? Where did he pull this rabbit out of the hat? It's simple, divisive politics to get elected. It's amazing to hear and to see that the, this administration goes unchallenged. The media lets it alone. Social media lets it alone. It really matters not. If you call it in Florida the anti-gay bill, it's got to be anti-gay. doesn't matter fact. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a headline-ridden world where all people are doing are listening to headlines, sound bites, grabbing a line out of Facebook or out of Twitter or out of Snapchat or wherever it is and running with it without checking the truth, checking the information, validating its sources. Now, here's the kicker. You know, if you, you look at when you talk about, we talked about Black Lives Matter and we talked and exposed them here on this podcast, we were called racists. But in reality, when you dug in, you realized that they were the racists, that they have put forward policies that are, are hurtful. Doesn't matter. And the Democratic Party loves Black Lives Matter because it creates that divisiveness in order to get reelected. Now, good old, you know, we have two examples here in Canada about how this is wonderful. And one of them is our good buddy, Justin Trudeau. And he's sitting there rubbing his hands going, oh, do I know how to screw the conservatives in Canada? We're going to go after them with abortion again. It's how Trudeau won in 2019 against Andrew Scheer. And here we are again in 2022. He is going to screw the conservative party by challenging them on abortion, something that has no place in Canada. It's not on the table. It hasn't been discussed. Crazy is that there's no law. There's no law. Now, he pledges that he's going to protect abortion rights in Canada because that is what liberals do. The conservatives are anti-abortion, anti-abortion, and nobody's challenging them. Nobody said anything to them that that's not the facts, but it's a good soundbite. Let's go with it. Device of politics. And my most recent example is the king of divisiveness. The man who's going to ruin the province I'm living in, François Legault, he has decided on his own to really divide French and English in Quebec. Great example, comparing the French language bill to Ukraine, right? Ukraine is invaded. It's, a gonna, it's being destroyed by the Russians. And in order to protect the French language, it's threatened like Ukraine. And the people in the media haven't challenged him. French Canadians are adoring him, thinking this is right. English is threatening Quebec. We must get rid of English because if not, French cannot survive in the Grand North America. Folks, do you understand what we have done here? We've allowed these leaders to lead through hate. We've allowed them to lead through divisiveness. We have not challenged them. 
We have not gone after them hard. It really doesn't matter when Hillary Clinton insulted the hundred, the millions of Americans that voted for Trump. Yes, Jennifer, she called them deplorables. That's Hillary Clinton. And she's now brought on to all these MSNBC, CBS TV shows and new shows to what? To further position the Republican Party as the party of hate, the party of racism, anti-women, anti-black, anti-Hispanic. So why is the, the Republican Party growing so much with blacks, Hispanics, women? It's because they're tired of being used as pawns in the politic, political game world. They're tired of being told, life's shit for you. We're going to make it better, when in reality, they're not. Montrealers, English-speaking Montrealers, are sick and tired and are voting against the governments and the parties that won't support them. In fact, they're leaving the province. This is the result of divisive politics. Justin Trudeau is getting creamed by the right because of the lies. How he positioned the Freedom Convoy as hateful individuals and all they wanted was to get, like, get, just get rid of COVID? This is the problem. We lack the leadership with the intestinal fortitude to tell us the truth. They love this political crap. They love to sugarcoat, pretend, lie, embellish, whatever you want to call it. And you look in the United States and you ask yourself, as an example, this is the world leader? There's civil war on the, on, the, on the horizon. We talked about this last week, Stuart and I. The more they create this divisiveness, the more they position this in hate, the more they put this type of rhetoric out there, the greater there's going to be an explosion. We've seen it. We've seen attacks. We've seen a mayor, Jewish mayoral candidate attacked by a black man. No comment by the media, no comment altogether. Divisive, white against black, divisive. Thank you, Mr. Biden, for pushing that forward. A man who sits there and had, is proud to have lunch with segregationists, but that's okay. To say that DeSantis is anti-gay, there's no validity behind that. Divisiveness. And on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, enough. The divide and conquer politics of 2022 must end. We must deal with real issues, solve the real issues, and enough permitting these elected candidates to ruin our lives in order for them to get reelected. On that note, looking forward to seeing you all on Wednesday. Have yourselves all a great week. Stay well and stay safe.